Welcome everybody to RPG Cast. It is November 3rd and we are here and ready to get into the world of RPGs for you. We have some new recording equipment this week to hopefully not repeat the the issues you may have heard last week. Again, we're sorry about that. But let's get right into the things. We've got our panel here today. We've got Fire Mist, Michael Tidwell. Say hi. Hello. We've got Anna Marie Neufeld, a.k.a. Pause. Hey, everybody. And we've got Adrian Denoden, a.k.a. Omega Bite. Hey, everyone. And I'm your host, Chris Privetier. So let's get into it. Um, first thing this week, we've got some Mass Effect stuff. Lots of Mass Effect stuff this week. It's a big week, kind of building up to the to the release, I guess. But uh, You can feel the hype machine starting already. Um, I think it started a few months ago, but yeah. It's definitely kicking up a gear. Uh, looks like uh, the Sci-Fi Channel is doing a special about Mass Effect, so you might want to catch that on November 20th at 11 p.m. Um, I'm going to assume that's Eastern, and it will be an exclusive look at Mass Effect, a.k.a. a half-hour commercial, I would assume. So, but Actually, get... if Sci-Fi has two uh, feeds, a Pacific and an Eastern feed, then it will be on 11 o'clock no matter which coast you're on. Okay, well... All right, but the Central and Mountain Time people would probably want to know that. <laughs> well, they'll have to check their local listings. Check your local listings. Ah, uh, who lives in the Central Time zones anyway? Hey. Yeah, yeah I know. <clears throat> I think uh, half the panel does. <laughs> Just half the panel, yeah. All right. We have another announcement that Ring of Fates is heading over for Europe, which is like... I'm sure that's very exciting for those European RP gamers out there. Um, I'm I'm super happy, but at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed too. I mean, I really wish that a North they would actually have a North American version with multiple languages. I think that that would be um, a huge seller in Canada, not necessarily in North, in in the U.S. But I would kill to play my favorite RPG in French. I think that would be just spot on really are we talking about a DS game yeah so just import it from Europe for once uh, I've, I've actually been kind of debating it but I'm, they still haven't really said like they said that they want to make this like the international Final Fantasy but have they really said that they're all going to be released at the same time uh, Don't believe well except so. for Japan well, they they say spring of 08 for Europe and North America, so that doesn't necessarily mean the same day. No, but, I mean... If it's close, I'll certainly consider it. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I would be super, super psyched, as you can obviously tell. And, yeah, I'll I'll have to seriously consider it. I have a few friends in Europe that could probably snag it for me. So have we heard anything lately about this game to make it really exciting? Because last I saw was just some boring gameplay videos of people platforming in a multiplayer environment. I don't know. I've been, ex- I've been excited about this game for a long time. I can't wait for it to come out. Well, why don't you tell us why it's exciting then? Because I'm still like, why? Well, if you played the first Crystal Chronicles, it had a lot of good ideas to just uh, the Game Boy Advance connectivity that was pretty much required to actually make use of the game at all, sort of ruined it for a lot of people. But uh, the fact that it's going to finally have a, a fully fleshed out single-player story, uh, 
decent wireless multiplayer with the split screen. It, it seems like it was the Final Fantasy that the original Crystal Chronicles should have been. And it, it just looks it looks amazing, too. The graphics are amazing. And the gameplay looks like it's right up my alley. I can't wait for it. Well, and especially <laughs> with Wi-Fi. I mean, that's oh. going to open up the game a lot more than previous Crystal Chronicles. But Is it Wi-Fi compatible? I... I heard it was wireless. I didn't know it was Wi-Fi. But though. isn't it only Wi-Fi for, like... It, you can't actually go through the main quest with other people, can you? There's like there's two separate, story modes. There's, like, a separate yeah, Wi-Fi mode that's not the main mode. story. So I, 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 think the, I think the two story modes are separate, but they're still fully fleshed out, I think. Okay. I thought we had an interview from E3 about this, but now I'm not recalling. We are the RPG experts, obviously, so... <laughs> if we don't know, then we have failed miserably. Yeah. Great. No, that's depressing. So we'll have to what? follow up more on that. <laughs> hey, we, we've got months to catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, so we have next story, limited edition Zelda DS, which... Now, here's my question. So this is a, a Zelda DS bundle that comes with a gold Zelda edition DS and a copy of the game and all that. But the question I have is whether or not that's the same gold DS that you saw in the display case at the Nintendo launch event in New York, or if it's a you know, newer, better one. I think my concern is whether or not it's the same, but why now? Like, everyone who's interested in that game and who would have bought something like that has already bought the game. Yeah, I think they lost out on a huge amount of customers by releasing it so tardy. I think you I might be onto something there. Because they're releasing it on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, you crazy Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I well, just, for our international viewers, um, the, day, the Black Friday refers to the day after Thanksgiving, which is when like Christmas shopping season reaches kind of a it crescendo. Is- the shopping day of the year. Well, not it's always. It's the biggest retail day. It's for not for always. Retail. Lately, it's been one of the f- last few days before Christmas, but in traditionally, it's one of the top five. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling kind of detail oriented. Sorry, I'm I'm feeling kind of bad for the guy who bought the one in the display case. Uh, didn't uh, didn't our, uh, that event report say he he bought it for something like three hundred dollars or something like that? Now you can get it for 150. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the same. And I did you ever check to see if that ended up on eBay? I did not. Um, no. I have better things I to do. I put a than watch just... up, but it didn't trigger. Uh, Zelda DS. Yeah. It, well, it triggered it, other. It should things, have triggered a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. Blah blah. blah How blah. many feather styluses? Which I just have got. A, I just got. A, I just got a note from Nintendo the other day saying they've shipped my feather stylus, so I should have that soon. I'll be able to report they on it. yours before mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I f- hey. I finally got my Wii jackets. Yeah, I, I finally did too. got my Wii jackets, too. I like they them. They are so nice. The, the, oh, I love them. <laughs> um, okay. What are you doing they with them? They are so nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually do like so, it. Uh, we'll talk about it with what we've been playing. <clears throat> yeah, it's very, very comfortable. I think it's... Uh, it, Helps cushion it for my hands, which are all beat up from repetitive stress and all that. So, but there are things like where you're gonna have to take the remote out of it 
coming up, I think, with like the Zapper remote and stuff like that. But other than that, it should be pretty good. I'm still not big on the Wii Zapper. Um, I'm not sure anybody really is big on the Wii Zapper because it's it's a you're paying twenty bucks for a hunk of plastic that doesn't really make a real good light gun. Because it's not yeah. a light gun; it's a really crappy cursor system. Which yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get into some of this Parasite Eve stuff. Who, who's our biggest Parasite Eve fan? On the panel? Yeah. Has anybody played all the, both of them except me? I no. haven't played either of them. They're not the kind of game that interests me. And I guess I win. Yeah, you win. So what's, uh, why don't you catch us up? Why don't you get, give us the lowdown on Parasite Eve details? <laughs> well, uh, I don't have my, you know, all my facts straight. I'm not... Brian the Borg, but well, no, no. See, this is media. You just, you just need to sound like you do. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. that was. Yeah. See, that's our whole problem. <laughs> yeah. See, the first one came out, and it was really a, a, it was a cinematic RPG, which we've all heard before. And the whole point was to make this seamless uh, gameplay, where there wasn't a battle system per se. It was more of a, an experience. And it wasn't a transition that, you know, they really didn't repeat again until Final Fantasy XII. Well, mm-hmm. I guess there was eleven, but we don't count that. That's not a... Well, that's not... But the, uh, the whole thing is there's this uh, police woman in New York, and uh, it's the mit- mitochondria uh, evolution that mutates and starts to turn all these things into really horror-based entities that you... Uh, have to go kill because, you know, that's your job. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one, you know, it was pretty well met. Everybody thought it was uh, a unique thing. It was kind of short. and uh, But overall, you know, people liked it. And the second one, it, it kind of, I think it went too far. It, first of all, it made the main character younger, which nobody understands because it's a sequel. But it was... Well, the news story says it's because of her mutated mitochondria. Which sounds like yeah, the same baloney that Lucas did with his midi chlorians and just making up stuff. Yeah, and I was like, and the midi chlorians were so awesome yeah. too. But anyway, it was just so <laughs> they could make a hotter Aya. But um, the worst part about the second one wasn't the story, and it wasn't the fact that they made up crap. It was the fact that controls were completely awful. Mm. You couldn't run any direction but forward. So if you had to evade, you had to turn and run. And it, it you can't play an action game with turn and run. Sounds like a Resident Evil. Yeah, well, I don't like Resident Evil either, so maybe that's part of what's the problem. But, so, so what's the big news here about Third Birthday? Well, the third one is, first of all, it's still a cell phone game, which totally ruins it for anybody on this side of the Pacific. Yeah. But, um... It sounds... Even more far-fetched than the second one, they're supposed to come from another time. So now we don't have evolution natural, we have evolution from time. And if it ties into the old stories, um, I don't know. They're even taking Parasite Eve out of the game title now, even though they first announced it as Parasite Eve 3. Hmm. So it's like the more they mess with it, the more they decide that this is not really what Parasite Eve was, so if you haven't played the first two and you have a cell phone that can play this, maybe it won't matter. 
Well, it sounds like they have some famous people involved on this third one, right? We've got Yoshinori, Yoshinori Kitase of, from Chrono Trigger, who I don't know what he did on Chrono Trigger. This is where I need Brian, because he knows, he knows like all these people and what their kids, how old their kids are, what they've done in school. <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura, who's, our, of course, our, our character designer guy from Final Fantasy. He's our, he's our current uh, character designer for everything. Yeah, and making the Versus 13 and Kingdom Hearts and stuff, right? So How, many, how the hell many games is that guy making right now? I don't know. I mean, Probably too many, but, you know, whatever. Maybe well, he's you know, only... Square, they like to burn people out. Well, maybe he's only really overseeing them or something. Uh, it's a cell phone game. Obviously, it doesn't need much of his attention, right? <laughs> we love cell phone gaming here at our primer. <laughs> Your characters are only how many pixels? <laughs> what else? We've also got Hajime Tabata, who's from uh, also on... Thir- it sounds like a lot of Final Fantasy thirteen related people on here. So Hajime Tabata, Monomo Toriyama, and Isamu Kamiko Kuryo. Do you know what I suddenly realized? Yeah. Maybe they're making this game to practice making the mobile version of thirteen. Yeah, may- maybe. But, or, well, I don't know. What is it, Agito? Isn't Agito the mobile? Agito thirteen, yeah. But well, they also so, have that. Yeah. Uh, they also have that Kingdom Hearts cell phone game as well. Which, if that, yeah, you know, it looks like they already know how to make a good-looking cell phone game from what we've seen of that. Because, of course, it sounds like you have to carry a freaking laptop computer-type cell phone. But I don't know. Hey, that's yeah. what they have in Japan. <laughs> Apparently, everybody. I mean, I mean, you're on the subway. Everybody's whipping up their cell phone, doing something. You know, they got to be playing games. Yeah, someone has to boot up for that game. I don't know. It's a nice-looking thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. A lot of people like this series, though, and they really want this third one. But the odd part is, the producers are saying it's not an official sequel. And that's why Parasite yep. Eve isn't in the game's title. So that's just. So I guess they're just calling it the third birthday. So, now, explain to me how you sell a game based on a franchise without putting the franchise name in the game's title. Well, this is Square. I mean, they used to just stick Final Fantasy and everything, whether or not it was actually Final Fantasy. Well, exactly. So now they seem to be doing the reverse, and they don't want to taint Parasite Eve, which has been relatively dead for years. Yeah. It's almost like, how much faith do you have in this game? Well, yeah, but the people they're putting on it, they, it sounds like they have some good faith. Oh. What? I, I, mean, mean, I don't know. It's it, things were like... Maybe Square doesn't have as many people as we think they do. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they put... No, the they do. <laughs> they oh, they obviously do? have a ton of people. They're, they've got like 25,000 games they going at once. a lot. Well, but as far as the, the, the project... Okay, no, yeah, that's right. All those ports were outsourced, and that's why they're not always up to snuff. But Yep. Well, what is a real good thing to know, know here? Um, yeah, so there's going to be a huge surprise with the next update about the game, but they don't know when that's going to be, which, you know, we're used to that. But <laughs> I think that huge surprise, some people are already rumoring that there's going to be some console-related news <laughs> for that. But let's see where that goes. Don't tie into your console. Well, no, like either the game also has a console version of it, or maybe there'll be a console-related sequel to Parasite Eve going at the same time or something like that, you know? Who knows? That would, I think, that would just add. I to the can whole see thing. them doing that. That seems to I be their see, big yeah. thing. That, that would make a lot Tying. more sense if you ask me. Yeah. I think Tying when games they from the... multiple consoles together seems to be like the new shtick. New? No, they've been doing it since what? Two thousand one. Well, 
No, with quotations. You can see me doing the quotations <laughs> around that. Yeah, shit. that works well on a podcast, yeah. Yeah. We get the visual inputs all the time. All right, we've talked too much about, about Parasite Eve. Let's, let's move on. So, apparently Lost Odyssey, which... How do you spell Odyssey? Um, like the logo, not like how we did in the title. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Sorry about that, people out there. Lost, <clears throat> looks more like Lost Odyssey in this title. But all right. Anyway, so Lost Odyssey is getting a movie-like premiere event on November 19th, which I'm going to presume is in Japan, because we don't get many of those over here. Uh, so Sakaguchi will show it off and be like, yay, we can play Final Fantasy on Xbox now. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a bit down about the whole thing, but I, the game does. How look much do you fantastic. know about Lost Odyssey? Enough to know that it really does seem to be true. The case that they were approached and asked to make a Dragon Quest and a Final Fantasy for 360, and so we got Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. I think that really does hold hold water. That theory, but. I'm just being cynical. The game does look fantastic. I really want to play it. I want to play it bad, and I'm hoping the battle system's better than some of the reports we saw coming out of what, TGS, I think. But the story is still really intriguing me. It's, it's definitely uh, something I want to play. I'm not sure on the gameplay yet, because I really haven't heard anything about the gameplay pretty much at all. Even the previews don't really say much about it. I don't think many people have actually seen it in action. So I think this is partly what this event will be. It'll be this is what the game is actually going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We also spelled Nobuo Uematsu as Nobuo Umitsu. <laughs> M-E-A-T-S-U. Oh, my God, on the bottom. Who proves these things? Oh, wow. Are we, we supposed to be trashing our own text? I don't, I don't think know. So. We have some quality control issues. We're going to we're gonna have to step it up a notch. Yeah, well, the best thing is, is by the time the podcast comes out, all the stories will be edited. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, and <laughs> all right, last news story. Shivering Isles is coming out to the PS3 last, you know, a couple weeks ago. If you remember, they were releasing a Game of the Year edition for PS3 that include the Shivering Isles content. Now they finally announced that they're releasing Shivering Isles on its own in a retail disc. So if you had the original version of Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, you can just buy the expansion disc on its own. You don't have to buy the whole game and the expansion. So that'll save you a little bit of money, which is good, because it's a good game. And sure Except enough, for the whole part. The people probably went, well, if I need the expansion, I have to buy the game of the year edition. So I probably already bought it, and now you're wasting my time. Eh, I don't know. 60 bucks for an expansion is... I, I, I think this will work out. Some people, I think the people who did that had enough money that they'll be able to deal with it. <laughs> you hope. All right, well, let's move on. New releases... Coming out this week, we have two big ones. We got a Dragon Quest Monsters game, and we have Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. Yay! Yay! Double yay! Okay, um, let's start off with the one I don't care about as much: Dragon Quest Monsters. Um, oh, hey, wait a <laughs> second! <laughs> you're first of all, you should do these in the order they get released. They should yeah, not yeah, get yeah, whatever. In the order you, you like them. Like a day is a real. That's just shipping time. Jeez. Oh, it's horrible. You're playing. You're tr- anyway. you're playing Dragon Quest Monsters, right, Mike? For review. I am. I got surprised. I was sitting there, and the FedEx man rang the the uh, door, and oh, what would I find? But Dragon Quest Monsters. Sweet. Um, are you allowed to so, say anything about it? Or are you under embargo. Well, I can't. You know. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 Hold on. I can't like review it, but I can tell you what I think. I mean, because. 
Well, then let's the game has been played multiple times, but okay. you know, I'm really. I did play the original uh, two uh, back on the Game Boy Color. There's some dating for you, mm-hmm. and that's. Uh, I believe there was a third one in Japan, but we did not get it. But I cannot. Uh, I'm not 100 percent on that. Okay. So you know, one of our monster importers would know, then they could tell us. But for the most part. It's pretty much what I remember. It was it was just so cool. You go out, you find your team of monsters, and you beat the crap out of other monsters. And instead of the randomness of, well, I beat up this monster, and boy, I sure hope it joins me, they added this, this scout option, which says, I'm going to beat you up, and if I beat you up enough in a scout option, I won't cause any damage, but maybe you'll like me enough that you'll join me. Mm-hmm. So it's all about being powerful and not trying to be convincing. I mean, that was kind of the thing with if you compare Pokemon to like you're supposed to love your Pokemon and make friends with your Pokemon. No, the monsters are there to kick ass. They're just supposed to <laughs> go out there and beat the crap out of everything and if they do that then you're you're a good guy. Hmm. So, so you want to encourage there's monsters no to be monsters. Yeah. Good. They're not supposed to be monsters that turn out to be fun friends. They're monsters to go out and make things dead. Good. Enough of this, enough of this lovey-dovey crap. Why don't you get out right. there and barbecue some noobs wandering around the countryside? <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing that they've added is um, you go out and random other... You're, you're in the big monster challenge, you know, because we think of great names for our events. But you go out there, and there are other monster people out there, and they're like, hey, I want to fight you. And you're like, okay. And um, so far, they're they're mean. They kick my butt more, than off, more often than I kick theirs, so I have to run away and be a wuss. Do we have any um, do we have any reappearances of Mori? I haven't seen Mori yet. Oh. I'm thinking probably not because I mean it's a whole monster game, so what's he really going to add? His monstrous pit, of course. Well, the whole <laughs> game is kind of like you're supposed to be evolving and fighting these monsters in a pit, but I did find a a battle arena. Okay. Where I go in and I get to do the three rounds. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And if well, our monsters are good enough, then I win and get a prize. Well, and if they I have that, then they the probably thing. don't have Mori. Yeah. yeah, it was just some gladiator-looking guy with you know big muscles. And oh, that's a shame. So, so you really I'm enjoying only it, though, right? Explored two of the seven islands. So no, three. I'm on the third island now. So I, uh, I don't have enough that I could say for sure. Okay, but you're you're so far so good, right? Yeah, I'm about ten hours in, and if I've done I'm on the third island, but you have to open it through challenges. Like, I have to kill seven slimes... No, nine slimes in two hour, two minutes and ten seconds. Which, in a menu battle system, is you know, kind of slow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like that they've, they've done more than just go find more monsters. They, I have to do a challenge here and there, and it makes it more interesting. Cool. Yeah, that is... Uh, keeping the gameplay fresh is a very important thing. The only thing I don't like is... It, this is ironic, because we complained about Zelda, and you can't use the D-pad. We can play other games, you can't use the D-pad. Uh, and now yeah. you have a game solely based on the D-pad to move around. And you learned the DS is not really good at doing that. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've learned it's easier for me to press up to go forward and steer with L and R turning the camera and turning my character than it is to press left and right. Interesting. It's very weird. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. 
Uh, next game is, of course, Fire Emblem, which I don't think anybody has yet, but um, I no, think many of the staff will be picking soon. it up this week. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have a review up, I'm sure, shortly. And we're going to have a contest, so you'll have to keep your eyes out for that. Yes, there will be some contest whose details are not yet finalized. So, but... Well, we have the details. Oh. We're going to have... It's supposed to be describe your best Fire Emblem moment, and since this game is, you know, down to the wire, oh my god, I survived, you know, you, I expect some good ones. Sweet. Yeah. I am going to really enjoy this game, but I'm still dealing with the overflow of games in this quarter. It's just too much. I'm, I'm definitely going to want to help... Uh judge that contest <laughs> <laughs> well good because I believe Jordan is looking for people to help him judge I uh, picked that game I uh, picked up the GameCube version of that game uh, I guess it would be the uh, Radiant Dawn is a sequel to the uh, GameCube game right yeah, yeah, I picked yeah it up the on first a whim. one is Path of Radiance right mm-hmm. I, I picked up on a whim a few months ago because I didn't really have anything to play and uh, I was really surprised to find that I was really enjoying it it was a uh, Surprisingly addictive, which is not common for me to get addicted to a tactical RPG. So, no, uh, yeah, no, it'll it'll like monopolize your time. But um, I am kind of disappointed that you could have easily played this game on the GameCube. There's nothing on the Wii that makes it a Wii game. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, I don't know. I'm more excited now to hear about the new Fire Emblem DS because I'm hoping they at least use some DS features after completely ignoring the fact that Wii has features. The thing is, I don't want what they would... The th- what their vision of a Fire Emblem on a Wii would probably be is something I don't want. I'm glad they didn't try and put in crappy motion-based controls for moving my troops around because that just sounds like a pain in the butt. No, it would have been easy. You just point and... and- and push the button. No, you How see, I be? just I don't like using a cursor on a console. Period. I'd rather use the uh, D-pad. I, it, wait, you don't like using cursor on a console? That's right. You mean a pointer? That's right. That's right. Okay. Not a yeah. I having to sit there and have my arm held out in the middle of the air for hours at a time is a. It hurts and it really tires oh, it out. Okay. And I don't like it. I, I prefer it when I can just use a controller. I'm old, my body is falling apart, and it's just, yeah. Well, and that, I don't like the accuracy of the pointer system on the DS. I think it could be better, but... You mean on the Wii? I'm sorry, on the Wii. On the DS, I think that'll make sense. Using the touch controls will work out pretty well. Okay. Seeing the videos, it looked I, I like you can just, you could just kind of draw a line, and that saved you a lot of time as far as scrolling the cursor over, and that would that would work out pretty well. I can definitely understand where you're coming from on the Wii. The pointing system is awkward. If I, I know whenever I'm navigating the uh, the channels and whatnot in uh, on the uh, Wii's main screen, it it is a little bit awkward. The pointing system is not as accurate as it could be. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to tune correctly too. You have to do all this weird stuff to about placement of the sensor bar and is it on top of your TV, on the bottom of your TV, how close are you to the TV? It's just it's just too much effort. For something that's supposed to be simple and appealing to everybody, whatever. Uh, huh. I I really have no problem. The only time I have any problems is when I sit on the floor, and I realize oh, I don't like sitting on the floor yeah. anyway. <laughs> that's why I have yeah, a banana chair. I I don't have any problems like you're describing with my way. 
I mean, our bar sits kind of crooked on the top of the TV, and <laughs> every once in a while it falls down and we put it back up. And I mean, we just don't really mess with it other than that. Well, don't get me wrong. It's not like I can't do it. It's just, uh, it's just something I don't want to have to deal with. That I can deal with it. I just don't want to. And and then I see my friends come over and try and play stuff like Mario Party, and they just struggle with that sensor bar for like the first half hour that they're playing until they start to finally get used to it. And it's just, I don't know, it just seems like if you're gonna if you're gonna put it in there and you want to deal with the overhead of using that sensor bar, it better really be worthwhile. And I don't think it would be worthwhile in this case. So, okay, my rant's over. Um, <laughs> and rant. Now the only uh. As far as uh, other releases this week, there's a downloadable game that is kind of related to RPGs, Castlevania 2, which would be kind of the more adventure-oriented one, where you have to go around and collect items and stuff, if I recall correctly. Um, and we cover, obviously, the later Castlevania games since Symphony and the Night, so I figured I'd bring it up for fans who are looking to kind of see some of that original Castlevania action. Um, I also note that you can also get all three original Castlevania games on GameTap on your PC. And, uh, you get paid by GameTap or something? No. <laughs> but I mean, we're okay. Well, we're always like GameTap's awesome. We don't get we don't get paid by the Wii either, and uh, we're telling them you can download. All right, so Castlevania Two is downloadable on the Wii on Virtual Console. I should probably mention that. That might be important. It's downloadable. Where can I download it? No. So hop on your Wii. Lots of fun stuff on the internet, boy. Yeah. And then uh, next week we have. Uh, some EverQuest expansions, and, or I guess the expansion, and uh, Orcs and Heroes for the DS. EverQuest would be for the PC. But, uh, Orcs and Heroes Are for the DS. Are we on to interwebs yet? Are we on to interwebs yet? <laughs> oh, we should get I on see. that. I hear yeah. it's really cool. <laughs> okay. First of all, there's an EverQuest expansion. Um, there's one for EverQuest and EverQuest 2. Mm-hmm. Which just... Does anybody care? The people playing it, which there are some, and I know, but I mean, th- this is always the thing I had with MMOs: is if I know if I'm in an MMO and I'm really into it, I know things way before the news sites actually pick it up because, of course, they tell the players first. Yeah. So, chances are anybody who's interested in EverQuest and EverQuest Two already knows more about the expansion than any of us on a panel. So therefore, we shouldn't cover it because the people who know well, about we should it cover already... it. But <laughs> what what are we going to say that they don't know? Well, I don't know. You, you're the one there who you started go. talking, so I don't know what your what your point is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I think you're just bitter yeah. about EverQuest. <laughs> you, have, you have some pent up feelings you need to to let out here, huh? Well, you're bitter about the Wii, so yeah, we have to have our rants. Yeah, we need our rants. Makes us feel better. This, that's all this podcast really is, is just a group therapy session every week. <laughs> Hello, my name is Pause, and I am addicted to RPGs. Well, you are, though. I mean, wow. You're still playing WoW, aren't you? Oh, please don't bring up World of Warcraft. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Let's anyway. move on to interaction. We've got... Uh, wait, wait. What? Orcs and Elves. Oh, Orcs and Heroes. Orcs and elves. Orcs and elves. I wrote it down <laughs> wrong. Fail. Heroes. I fail it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I first looked at this game and I was kind of like, eh. And then we wrote we wrote this nice preview. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, this doesn't sound half as bad as I thought it did. And there's a dragon in there that looks like your avatar, so. 
That's always fun. Wasn't there actually, I swear there was a game, there actually was a Fire Miss Dragon, and now I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, you you sourced the name Fire Mist from uh, an Anne McCaffrey no, book, right? No, Fire Mist was made up from alt-fan dragons from, like, oh. we just thought about it for four days, and then I decided, well, I'm going to have a Y instead of an I, and that's pretty oh, much how it went. Okay. Well, and I'm ever since then, references to Fire Mist are stolen from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's nice. Stolen! But, uh, but anyway, about orcs and elves. Uh, so, you, well, whatever. We'll we'll cover it more next week. And you can oh, you can okay. you can come to our our site, and we've got a preview up now, and you can get some details of the game and some uh, some screenshots and check it out, and see if you like it. Um, unless there's something really cool about that preview that you guys wanted to mention. That I'm, missing. I'm surprised nope. none of you played like the old orcs and elves. I I didn't even know there was an old orcs and elves. Fill us in, pause. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, You're the one who mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm kind of trying to think where to start. See, remember the whole part where if you bring something up that everybody doesn't know about, you're supposed to sound like you know what you're talking about. <sighs> Sorry. Well, it used to be a cell phone <laughs> game, apparently. So that's probably why we didn't yeah, we didn't play it, it because you know how we feel about cell phone games. Well, no, I swear it, there used to be um, like a role playing system or a really old game. Oh, you're uh, talking tabletop stuff. Yeah. That oh. Yeah. If it had a name like I, orcs and elves, <laughs> it probably got lost in the shuffle there. Well, anything just, that was. Like I'm D&D just looking at these screenshots. Like I'm just looking at these screenshots now. It looks like a Doom RPG. What's up with that? <laughs> no, no, no. There was a <laughs> oh. game like this. Um, there are a ton of first-person role-playing games from back in the day. Um, yeah. Back on my NES, there was one called Dungeon Magic. That one was horrible. But uh, wizardry <laughs> games were like this. And uh, is yeah, it, uh, oh, 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 Etrian Odyssey is first-person, isn't it? Well, yeah, but what I was thinking more is there's there's a DS game like this where you have to draw the things. Didn't Atlas release it? You have to draw the yeah, symbols. Yeah, Lost, uh, Lost Magic. Lost Magic. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want something. a game where you draw symbols, I'd more recommend the Castlevania one where you do that. Um, because Lost Magic sounded like it wasn't all that worthwhile. Well, yeah, but this looks a lot better than Lost Magic did. What? I really liked Lost Magic. Oh, really? Oh. I gave it a relatively good review. <laughs> Huh. I thought it was our review. I tried it, and I was... No, 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 there was another game, and it was it was awful. Hmm. And it wasn't Lost Magic, because I... Oh, had yeah, it was the one that Alethea reviewed. Uh, yeah, Deep well, Labyrinth. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. The one I always call Deep Throat is, you know, gagging. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Lost, we apologize <laughs> to Lost Magic and its fans. Um, Deep Labyrinth is the one we meant to make fun of, so... Right. Sorry for that okay. confusion. We don't want to get. We, we, we don't want to. There get are so many games flamed. we hate. How can yeah. we keep track? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So now let's move on. Um, just Please. a quick note from our from our <laughs> last week's show note, show thread. Um, I just wanted to bring up that apparently Mega Man really makes people emotional because there were a lot of posts about Mega Man related stuff in that thread. A lot of a lot of hate over those. Uh, and a lot of love, a lot of conflicting emotions over those uh, Me- Mega Man Battle Network style games. 
But no, no real comments on ZX, which I thought was odd. But, oh, I guess no one likes the action-based ones. I know Zero Zohar does, but I didn't see him post on that. Okay, um, no one's with me on this, so I'm going to stop now. Um, listener feedback. Mega Man for me was like, it was that series over there. Say so, what? The battle, the, the battle Network games were the first Mega Mans I ever actually played, so ah. you're on your own. Oh, uh, okay. We, uh... <laughs> If you would like to leave feedback on the show, please uh, log on to our, our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Um, go to la- latest updates, and you can find the show thread. Um, it'll be called RPG Cast Episode 8, blah, blah, blah. Leave, please leave a post. Uh, you can also send an email to podcast at rpgamer.com. We love to take your comments and suggestions and, and make use of them. Uh, so please leave that feedback there. And if you uh, like the show, please uh, rate us on iTunes and... Uh, if Dig ever approves our podcast, you could dig us. Um, I don't know, kind of caught in a limbo there. Um, yeah. Next, let's see. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? What? Orcs and Elves has a really cool stylus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, that's because we didn't post it yet. Damn it. Okay. I, I sent the picture, but yeah, it looks like the, the wand you're using in the game. Oh, it, it, it's a giveaway, or it comes packed in? It comes packed in at selected retailers yet to be defined. Oh, interesting. Yes. Hmm. Um, we I've been poking EA for more information, but I don't have any yet. So you just go there and hope that your retailer is one of the lucky ones. <laughs> I would assume the big ones would be the ones, but yeah. you know, I don't know if Walmart or something is in that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to... Uh, this week we did have a review go up, and that would be on Disgaea Afternoon of Darkness, and it is our pleasure to actually have that reviewer on the panel this week. Adrian, you, you reviewed that game. Um, yeah. You want to talk about uh, it? Um, first I'd like to say I'm absolutely surprised and thrilled that I didn't get flamed into oblivion on the thread for that yeah. review. Yeah, given um, that a, a I think we're all shocked five. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, uh, you don't yeah, usually uh, want to screw with people's do- Disgaea. <laughs> no. What, what, I'm, what I'm hoping is the people were just so busy playing Disgaea that were really into it that they didn't read the review. <laughs> ah. Yeah. I'm, once they read it, I'm probably not going to be the most popular guy on uh, RP Gamer. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it it's the thing about Disgaea is that it's a great game based on an absolutely horrid uh, foundation. It's based on killing blows for one thing. Experience gain is based on killing blows. I think I mentioned this last week in the RPG, uh, RPG, uh, RPG cast. And uh, the, the, the simple fact that they actually went with a system like that is beyond amazing to me. I, I haven't heard of a game using that in a, such a long time. But, uh... And then to top it off, characters always... Okay, Ooh. Disgaea 2. There we go. <laughs> Okay, but except the Disgaea franchise and things like yeah, it. Gotcha. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, and then there's the fact that you have to grind incessantly. That's what really got to me. The game ended up taking me 56 hours to beat, uh, according to the game clock. And that's not counting the times I died and had to restart. <laughs> so why do you uh, only rate it at 40 plus hours? Uh, because I ended up spending a lot of time re-evaluating my party uh, off of advice that... uh uh, Jay Sensei gave me because he's a huge fan of the series. 
trying to make my party more powerful and able to come through a little bit. You really narrowed down the challenge solid. focus there too. Easy to hard. I really like that. It really gives a good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the maps vary from easy to hard. It's that's what's really impressive yeah. about it. And no, you're right. I mentioned I love I love the level design. It's great. Um, you you got to learn to stack the levels, your characters. That's so important. Yeah, some some of the uh, characters are really uh, some of the maps are really really hard to beat. They uh, boot have enemies that are boosted like six times, and you have to manage to get past all of them to uh, destroy the panels that are giving them those massive boosts before well, you can actually stand a chance against fighting them. Well, you just stack all your characters on top of each other and throw them past them. But basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you can't stack more than one character on top of each other in Disgaea One, so you yeah, have to sort yeah, of do can. a chain of throws. Mm- you can? Well, what do you... Yeah, you can have all your that characters just... on top of each other and then start throwing them. You can make one stack okay. that has all of your characters in your party in it, and then you throw five spaces, then throw the next stack four spaces, then six spaces, depending on the bottom character's strength. You can pretty much get a crop thought... from one end of the map to the other. I thought that was in Disguise 2 only. I never found that. Oh, they yeah. didn't explain that if they did. No, that's, in the game, yeah, that's, they don't that's that rather important. <laughs> Yeah. Why is that oh, important? That I don't understand why you'd have to throw your characters. Why can't you just walk like you're supposed to? Because you don't. Your move is only five or six spaces, right? And you've got to get, you know, to a panel thirty spaces away. If you really want to get through the item world really quickly, it's really important that you stack your characters like that because it's the only way to get to those panels without having to fight through everything. And some oh, of the, well, some of the spawns in I the item you're world to fight are awful. Um. If you want the game to take 300 hours to do what you're trying to do, yeah, but if you're trying to max out some weapons and stuff, oh, I mean, you got to condense your time down and just focus on... Well, in, in that case, the game really fails to explain that that's even possible. I didn't even notice that was possible throughout my entire playthrough. To be quite honest with you, now that I think about it, I think I didn't realize it was possible either until I consulted an FAQ. And then, uh, <laughs> then as soon as I did, I was like, wow, oh, this helps a lot. So... so- if you make a new Sandra, <laughs> people have a good tutorial. Now, you know that's really true because that that happens sometimes. This, and this guy fell into that category that some of the some of the mechanics weren't explained well. You know. Well, anyways, uh, as I was saying, um, some of the maps are rather hard, and some of them are easy. There's maps where you're uh, completely invincible throughout the entire map. You can basically just take the enemies on one at a time while ignoring the rest of them. It's a great way to gain fast levels, and uh, which of course you have to do regularly whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. which I didn't. Oh, you know what? I, I just remembered <laughs> I just remembered how I learned about stacking. If you let the original Disgaea just run on your PS2 without touching anything, it shows you uh, kind of some sample battles, and some of the sample battles they show you are pretty crazy, um, either high levels or, or weird setups, and one of the sample battles involved them stacking all their characters up and then throwing them. Oh. So that's, just the, the sample video. Yep. Sorry, yeah, that's I'm, not I'm derailing PSP, you, but it? <laughs> it probably not. I don't know. Anyway, go go ahead, Adrian. I'll, I'll anyway. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think I covered most of what I was saying. Anyways, yeah, it's the the s- most basic RPG systems that every RPG has are screwed up horribly, and the story, <laughs> but the story and the overall battle system, like the uh, actual combat itself, is great and. Uh, if it weren't for the terrible leveling system, the ridiculously bad pacing, uh, and the f- fact that you have to grind incessantly and constantly in order to keep uh, going, the fact that all your characters restart at level 1 if you want to try out a new class, uh, it would have been an, a great game. But I, I just couldn't give it a good score with that kind of 
ineptitude in the uh, basic, in the most basic fundamental parts of an RPG. I mean, every game RPG I've ever played has done that those basic elements better than Disgaea did. Yeah, Disgaea is kind of weird in that you have to learn how to play it, and then once you learn how to play it, you might just not like how you have to play it, and then it sounds like that's where you fall in because I had there's certain things you have to do which are kind of nomad. Annoying. It was yeah. like. Once you get used to the system, you realize you're doing it totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. It seems like it's it's targeted towards an audience that wants to learn how to to take advantage of the system in order to level up their characters as much as possible. And if you if you can't get into that little level grind mentality where you don't care what you have to do as long as you figure it out and you you figure out how to maximize your your experience, if you don't like doing that in general, then you're not going to enjoy it as much. Though the 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 story is pretty worthwhile. I like that. I would definitely say the story is worthwhile, yeah. although it's on an anime now, so you can get the exact same story without having to deal with the uh, ga- uh, the actual game, so there's that option, too. Yeah. Do, do, they, do they actually expand that out into an anime pretty well? Because I can't... Um, actually, yeah. Um, I watched the anime before I played the game, and uh, it's surprisingly close to the game. Uh, there's some differences at the beginning, and there's some differences in the order of events, and obviously some stuff is cut out in the anime. Well, I gotta uh, imagine they're taking like 40 minutes of footage and trying to turn it into like a 13-episode series or something. I don't know how you can do that, but... Oh, surprisingly well done, actually. Alright. Without lots of filler? Uh, There's a fair bit of filler, but then Disgaea has... The game has a lot of filler as well, so... (laughs) The battles. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's... I mean, I just can't imagine that being that... I don't know. I guess you need some good writers to pull off what that's going to look like. Well, it, it ends up playing... The anime ends up being a lot like uh, one of those sillier animes, the sort of animes you just watch almost episodically. Excellent. Uh, it's okay, almost like good. a... It's just a funny anime. It's, so they it's got some good writers, and yeah, and yeah. that turns it around. Yeah, how many episodes is it? Do you know? It's uh, 12, I believe. 12. Okay. Just see here. That's weird that it's only 12, here. considering Disgaea likes to do things in 13. Yeah, it's 12. Interesting. I do know there's a there's a one issue manga for Disgaea, and um, they have manga coming out for Disgaea too. Both are being published in the U.S. I don't know if they've got um, anime for Disgaea two coming out here yet or not, but and not that I know of. Rosin Queen would know if they knew. Yeah, um, there's Rosin Queen R O S E N Q U E E N dot com. Is that how you get there? Are you asking me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rosenqueen, yeah. Yeah. and that's uh, that's kind of where you can find all the NIS's goodies as well as their uh, little uh, and, you know figures and all the, the fun stuff that you spend money you don't have on. And other companies now. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics is at Rosenqueen. Oh, really? Okay. Revenant Wings is at Rosenqueen. Well, get the games, but not like the figures and stuff. Yeah, but that's weird. Well, no, they're just they're a game retailer as well. They pick what they like. I mean. If you got all right, so you're selling stuff to the NIS crowd. What other games might mm-hmm. the NIS crowd like? Oh, other tactical RPGs. What? A, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just surprised that they uh, they. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can't say as much <laughs> as I want to here. Okay. All right. There and are things I know that I can't say. So there is one other detail I'd like to bring up about this. Um, uh, so. Traditionally, the, the the viewpoint that one of the reasons that I think this guy, the portable game, is getting panned a bit is, and you didn't mention it all, 
um, Adrian, but is that the new content, the Etna story, which is probably of most appeal to people who've played it before, you have to beat the game to get to. Oh, um, it's not even that. You don't even get it when you beat the game. You have to put in a code, or you have to beat it in a certain way, I believe. Uh, I was hearing to. on the... Yeah, I researched this. First of all, we have the code, and we can't announce it, so we will put that up very shortly. But um, the actual... The way you're supposed to do it is you go to her room and you read her journal every chapter. And oh. if you do that, you will unlock her special version. That was worth doing anyway, because those are pretty good. Yeah, but I don't want to play the game twice. <laughs> well, Is it, it her room? I thought it was the bathroom. Well, it's her journal, wherever she keeps it. Yeah, you have to like she press a switch and you have to go behind a statue and whatever. I don't Spoilers. remember there being a toilet there, but... Anyway... Um, yeah. One of the nice things was it is much funnier without Laharl than with it, because she's just like, holy crap, what do I do? And she talks to Prinnies, and of course the Prinnies are so always hilarious. It's only so. like five or six episodes, though, that, that story, right? It's not a full 13? I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play through the whole thing. I was uh, busy trying to beat the main storyline, which took 56 hours. Okay. I only played about uh, an episode of it. So you didn't really I, I played, finish the game before the you reviewed it. Hmm. I finished the main game, which is the main game. But the like, whole point I'm, is the new content. <laughs> I played the first two chapters. I don't know how many chapters are, and so I, I think there's five or six. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a full thirteen. That's what I remember hearing. Um, but anyway, now we've got. Uh, I guess you say fourteen episodes. So now I'm. I'm wondering if I'm remembering stuff wrong. I must be. There's uh, there's thirteen episodes and then a final chapter. Okay. Oh, okay. That way they can... Yeah, that's clever. All right. So we have the the code. We'll have it up soon. Um, actually, I have it written in front of me, if you don't mind me saying it, Mike. Do you? No, go ahead. Um, it'd be... All right. Where do you do it? Um, at the title screen, while the pointer is on new game, you want to press uh, triangle square X, triangle square X. O. No, no, no. That's no. for Japanese version. Oh. That's Japanese. Sweet. So you have to do triangle, square, circle, triangle, square, circle, X. Oh, that's funny. Because, of course, X is confirmed. Interesting. And if she did it right, she says something like, kill ya or something. Yeah. Um, and that's when you know you've done it right. That's funny. So um, I was going to credit Game Informer for providing that for me, but uh, they give it to me wrong, so screw that. They give it to you in Japanese. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, are all you readers out there wondering why their code doesn't work? That's why. <laughs> or listeners read it. I, that's oh, so hard I to know why. I know why they did it, too. Because okay. the first preview ROMs of Disgaea oh, were that it worked on yeah. were Japanese. That's funny. That's why all my saves didn't work when I got the review. All right, well, let's, get, let's, let's move into the what have you been playing section now. Um, do you we want to cover this? Well, to some degree. <laughs> Have all is all you've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, Mike? Uh, well, well, I did play Front Mission. Oh, I was working on that before Monsters fell into my lap. Anything you can say about that? Well, it's released. I can say whatever I want, can I? Yeah. I so yeah. I went into this game and I had played it at TGS and I thought uh, the stylus is not going to work. The stylus is going to kill me. And it actually works fairly well. I still do make errors, and I think that's just because I'm bigger than the DS. <laughs> but as far as forgiving, the controls are fairly uh, intuitive on what I'm trying to do. 
And I really like, and nobody explained this to me when I played it the first time, that you confirm with the giant button. Nice. Instead of having to double-click the small bar, which is what wait, I was trying wait. to do. Yes. There's a me-sized game? <laughs> it's a you-sized game. Yes, the grid is very small in front mission. So you have to be articulate in moving and things like that. But, of course, it lets you confirm. So you can always say, well, this is not what I meant to do. Uh, you can go as far as to, I can move, and, oh, I can't attack from here, and I can back up, which, of course, you can't do in tactics. But, uh, you know, I, I, I still find the DS kind of this hybrid system where I want to use the controls and I want to use the stylus, and all the games I seem to be playing are like, you kind of do both. Like, one thing I forgot to mention in Monsters is, you can't back out of a touchscreen. You have to press the B button. Hmm. And so, like, you go into the monster menu, and you're like, okay, I want to equip a weapon, and you equip the weapon, and it goes back. But if you say, oh, I don't want to equip a weapon, there's no cancel button. You have to press B. That is such a hybrid control. And Front Mission is the same way. There's a lot of things I like doing with the D-pad. There's a lot of things I like doing with the stylus. But half the time, you're, you're trying to balance what am I doing with what. Well, I, in my opinion, really most like menu systems should always be controllable completely without the stylus, but... It is. You can play the entire game with a stylus, but moving the arrow button, which controls the map, Mm -hmm. is a little clunky with the controls. It's much easier with the stylus. Sure. But if you want to play the entire thing and stick the stylus in the DS and not touch it, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, One thing... I've been... Well, it's hard, so I've been skimming a couple facts, and I don't think any of the... I could be wrong, but I believe the Super Famicom version had one story. And the DS version has two stories. So I'm guessing that there's an entire second story that nobody's played before until the DS. Hmm. Yes, I'm bad. I check facts when I blow up and die, so sue me. <laughs> cool. Hmm? Cool. Um, so, but you're having fun with it, right? Is that what comes out? Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to have to wait until I finish Monsters before I continue. But Yeah, fair enough. And then uh, Fire Emblem and everything else that comes out. But yeah, well, Fire Emblem will wait till December, probably, oh, at this really? rate. Okay. Because okay. the next thing I need to play after this is going to be Revenant Wings. Hmm. That's interesting. You're not much of an RTS guy, though. No, but I played the Japanese version, and if the only changes they add are English text and challenge, I'm yeah. all over that game. Oh, okay. What about you, uh, Adrian? Are you playing anything else lately? Uh, I've been playing a little World of Warcraft off and on. Yeah, the addictions come back. I'm sure that's going to thrill Yay. some people. Like, pause. <laughs> what <laughs> what, what level you are you now? Uh, I started a new character, and I'm level uh, 26 now. 26 Druid. What, what server and, and faction are you playing with? Uh, I'm on Horde side on Burning Blade. Oh, boo, Horde. Psh. I've played Alliance before. Okay. That's a PvP server, right? Yes, PvP. So if you want to... It's regular PvP, right? Uh, Yes, uh, regular PvP. So yeah, if you you want to go and kill me or something like that, uh, my name is Hirahaka, and uh, you'll probably find me in Thousand Needles for the next few days. Um, For those that don't play World of Warcraft, there are four types of servers. There's what's called normal, which is player versus environment. 
um, PVP is entirely optional and it's consensual. Um, there is an RP server, which is um, much stricter naming conventions, um, lots of role-playing going on. There's um, PVP servers where um, any zone that's in contention, which is everything except the newbie zones, you're automatically flagged as PVP. And then there's RP PVP, which combines the two together. So you actually do have a lot of choices on what sort of server you want to play on. Yeah, the role-playing servers aren't so much role-playing servers as they are uh, weirdos going and having cyber sex in the middle of the deep run tram. Or the ends. <laughs> <laughs> that must be Pause's server. No way, I don't play on a I don't play on an RP server. And that's why role players get a bad you, you should you should read some of the uh, some of the no. um, interesting forays into role playing servers by PvP and PvE server players. It's they're quite entertaining. Where do you find those? Uh, you can just search the internet. You'll find some. There's yeah. one in particular about a couple some guy found in the deep run tram. That's absolutely hilarious. No, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll pass. But uh, thanks. Yeah, we had enough of that in eleven, I think. So so just wow for you, huh, Adrian? Um, one other game. It's not a role-playing game, but it's still a lot of fun. It's uh, Drawn to Life. It's uh, a little platformer on the DS where you get to draw pretty much everything in the game Which yourself. means you draw a penis, right? <coughs> no. Oh, okay. Actually, interestingly, Seems I, drew to be most the, uh, I drew my uh, character as the main character from Persona 3. Oh, nice. Just to see if I could, so that was kind of cool. So, I might try some but, other but, game characters. What about the rest of us who don't have artistic talent? I don't have artistic talent. I'm an awful artist, but you know what? Doing pixel art is extremely easy. Even if you have no artistic talent whatsoever, you can still pull off something nice and uh, draw into life. That's why it's so much fun. Go find some uh, I don't know. good, interesting uh, Animal Crossing type tiles, I guess, and then they yeah, that was usually give you nice is... pixels breakdowns for that. Might, might be able to transfer it, maybe. We do, I, I, you know, Mario Kart even had the icon thing, and it was yeah. like, why did I just spend two hours doing it on one icon? Uh, well, at least with Drawn to Life, it, it's your character, so you get something out of it, I guess. But. That's true. And everybody loved my, my Drackey, so <laughs> I can't complain. Drackey, that was nice, actually. Um, what about you, Paws? Um, how many MMOs this week? <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. Okay. No. Nah. I've played, like, a, a teeny tiny bit of World of Warcraft, just some regular raids. Um, we started to have a second group running through Corazon, and I'm actually leading that particular group. We started last night. We did really, really good. Um, for those of you that play World of Warcraft, um, we actually did um, start to the back door in two and a half hours, which is really good. Um, group two in our guild is predominantly people who have never raided in Corazon before. So we were very pleased with the progress. That makes no sense to Chris and Michael, I apologize. But uh, this has actually kind of been <laughs> the week of non-RPGs for me. Um, I don't know if it got mentioned in last week's show, but my mother came to visit me this uh, past weekend. and That was really great. And uh, we actually rented uh, Rayman Raving Rapids. Ooh, and like that was game. really, really fun. I can't wait uh, for the we sequel. We were having so much fun. Yeah, I heard there was a sequel. We're having so much fun with the mini games, uh, but the disc was actually freezing, so we brought it back and we picked up Mario Party Eight, oh. and we've been playing that uh, a significant amount this week. And uh, 
I was kind of iffy about it. I hadn't really gotten into the last couple of Mario Party games, but I'm really glad that I decided to try it. It's really fun. It does tire out my arm after a while. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you, Chris, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. I'm actually thinking about buying it. So it'll be my first non-RPG. Make sure you have people to play it with, though. I mean, I I picked up Mario Party 8, and it really only gets used when there's, like, three or four other people here. And we're like, well, what should we play? Bear in mind that there's five people in this house. Oh, okay. I thought it was just (laughs) easy to find people to play with. And I have four controllers now, and all of them have the awesome jackets. (laughs) So... (laughs) The love yeah, if, you've got, if you haven't got your Wii jackets yet, go on an Intel's website, pick those up. Yeah. Other than that, um, I've just been playing a little bit of Sword of the New World. Um, this week has been incredibly, incredibly frustrating for Sword because um, I found what is um, called the Void. The Void. And the Void is level 86, level 85 to 80, 89. At 89, you start being okay. Between those two levels, there is no zone to level in that you can get the maximum amount of experience. Ouch. So leveling goes from um, yellow mobs, which gives you 150% base experience, to brown mobs, which give 50% base experience. And so it is horribly slow. Um, I was just getting so irritated um, I eventually teamed up with a couple of my clanmates, and we went into a higher zone, where at least I'm getting 100% base experience. And uh, it took me the whole week to do three levels, which is absolutely ridiculous. Normally I'm doing about a level and a half a day. So, But I'm finally over the hump. All of my characters are 89. I'm really happy. I'm, I'm going to be jetting up to level 100. I'm going to have my first vets, hopefully, within uh, within about two weeks. Sweet. Wait, your your first what? Vet? Veterans. Oh, yeah. Veteran. Um, you should probably explain that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, what it is is, the game, of course, is free. What, what happens is, when you get to level 100, you can opt to buy scrolls out of the um, marketplace, which does take real money. But what it does is, when you apply the scroll, you automatically get one stat point to put anywhere you want. And you can continue um, leveling. And the leveling is basically about every 10% is approximately one level. Uh, you don't get any of the bonuses, but that's kind of the equivalent of the enemies that you should be taking on. And, but I have to say, like, leveling veteran is very, very, very slow. Like, we have people that were veteran the first month the game was out. The game's been out for about four months now. No one has even gotten to 40% of veteran. Very, very slow. Hmm. So, and there's actually five of these upgrades in total. Veteran's the first one. Expert's the second one. It's actually only applicable in two of the other versions of Granado Espada, which is the Japanese and the Korean one, which is the two oldest ones. Because no one else oh. in the other versions have gotten past veteran, so... They can't even get right. experts. Right, so there's no need to apply it. Oh, yeah. and um, K2 is actually now talking about an expansion. Oh. And the expansion will be free. Um, I, I know what the expansion entails, but I can't tell anybody yet because okay. they haven't officially announced it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm very, very excited 
about the expansion content. And uh, I, I've been bugging the lead AM naming me to, to let me talk about it because I, I really want to pivot out. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to wait and see for when he gives me permission. Cool. All right, so... As for myself, I'm kind of on the week of non-RPG sort of things as well. Um, as I said last week, I, I picked up a 360 recently, and so I've been playing arcade games like uh, EverExtend Extra, and um, it came with Forza 2, so I've been playing that. I didn't expect to like that game at all, and I started like really tricking out my car, which is crazy, because I guess I'm approaching the racing game like an RPG where I have to stat build. So, <laughs> I must level must, up my must get car. My speed faster. Oh, my acceleration isn't high enough. Oh, my handling. Yeah, that, that's so what kind the, of rims do you have? Um, I don't remember the brand, but I did have to pimp them out because <laughs> it really. Do they fast. spin? No, they don't. I checked all of them. There are no spinners. It disappointed oh. me greatly. Um, or if there were, I don't know how to find them. I know. Uh, well, I'm I'm still on my first car. I was maxing it out, and you can buy like <laughs> there's hundreds of different cars in the game. So maybe if I buy a better, more expensive one, I can get better rims or something. I don't have to check it out. See, that was my thing with racing games with all these cars. Was is I'd, I'd start spending money, and I'm like, well, why don't I just buy a better car? Yeah, I don't know. Um, be, the The main reason is because the, the upgrades are inexpensive, and you end up having a much much better car by the time it's upgraded. So, but if I start you have to start with over a with car a better and then car, upgraded it, well. There becomes a point where you get so far behind that to buy a car comparable to what you have now that comes stock equipped at that level, uh-huh. it's really, 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 really expensive, which would take a lot of credit saving, which, would, yeah, I don't know. Which you don't do because you buy crap on your car. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we're talking many <laughs> orders of magnitude more expensive. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, also, Guitar Hero 3 this week. Oh, my gosh, so awesome. Um, my roommates are playing more than that than me, but that's okay. I, I end up financing Guitar Hero 3 in this household so that I have more to listen to than just the last version of Guitar Hero. So it gives me a better song selection, essentially. <laughs> um, and uh, Katamari and Ratchet and Phoenix Wright 3, especially Phoenix Wright 3. I love that game. Um, I picked that up. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I have just Is it better games. than the second one? Because yeah. the second one was awful. Oh, I didn't think that the second one was awful, um, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, especially the last case, the second one was really good. Um, Maybe it was just me, but the clues made no sense in the second one. See, I had that trouble more in the first one than the second one. Especially the last case in the first one. Some very obtuse jumps there. But um, I've had one sticking point so far in, this, in the third game in the second case, so I, I hate when those happen because, yeah, when the clue doesn't make sense or you can't figure it out, eh. But once you do, at least once it finally became revealed, it was like, okay, that's reasonable at least. I can understand that. So hopefully that'll continue. I really like the, the writing, and the new prosecutor is fantastic. I really like his his uh, his gimmicks. That's good. Um, but that's not RPG, so... <laughs> I guess the, the last RPG I've been playing has been Tactics and uh, Zelda, so I'm still trucking along on those and Persona 3, which we didn't mention last week. We had a Persona 3 free show. I was very sad. I thought we had one the week before. Depressing. No, the week before it got mentioned once in passing, like the name. So I just want oh. to make sure you get our plug out here because um, it's so <laughs> awesome and I, and I want to. We already it. mentioned it this week. Yeah, yeah I know. I already that's mentioned it. I hadn't played it yet. But we didn't spend 20 minutes on it like we usually do. And that's. that's or, no. yeah. I also mentioned I drew my Drawn to Life character. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right you're for right. Hero. Yep, good point. All right. 
Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's that's it. Um, anything else cool in the world of RPGs or RP gamer? I'm going to Canada. Oh yes. What are you going to do in Canada? I'm going to visit Bioware and go to some Mass Effect party. I don't remember the exact title because I don't get the invite until I show up in a hotel room in Edmonton, Canada, uh-huh. where it's 32 degrees. Ooh. So I'll have to find my winter coat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a fun packed day. I leave tomorrow. I'll be back Tuesday. Monday is going to be like the longest day of my short little life. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think gonna... I might have to go down to the uh, Vancouver International Airport and knock him out and take his place on a short little stopover. Because uh, I'm sure I want to go to that I'm party. Sure you look just like me. <laughs> yeah, so make sure to play the heck out of that and uh, and come back. next week. We'll get all your impressions on here, and uh, I'm sure you'll yes, post them on the, the site too. The schedule has three hours of play or something. Excellent. Yeah, um, that, that's be, that's cool. I'm be, I'm hyped. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, um, apparently you know, one magazine's already uh, reviewed what must be some sort of preview or beta build, but uh, they really liked it, so hopeful for the final product that it's going to live up to that and be an awesome game this holiday. Yet another game to distract me from the other games. But <laughs> it's just, Yeah, uh, I was, someone was talking to me about Tabula Rasa, and he's like, well, you know, are you even going to have a chance to play because I've seen the release schedule this <laughs> week? And I says, yeah, and next week, and the next week. And I think December 15th I might get a break to play a game. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, what are you gonna do? All right. Well, uh, we're we're just gonna die in happiness, I guess. <laughs> that's uh, I guess that's RPG Cast for this week. Uh, thank you, panel, for spending time with us, talking about everything. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, give uh, credits also to Ed Walker, aka Foxworth, who helps us with editing, and uh, just with I guess uh, I guess that's all the credits we have. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next week. Until then, uh, have fun playing all these games. It's a good holiday season. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I think I've ever played an M game. Rated M? Really? I don't think so. I'm trying to think of anything. Maybe... What was Shadow Hearts? I'm pretty sure that was M. Probably. I haven't played that yet. <laughs> you, did you play Persona? No. Is that M? Yeah, Persona's M. It should be. Persona 3 is M? It better be. Yeah. He hasn't played it yet. I haven't played it yet. I only bought it so well, people would shut up. He bought it and <laughs> he thought that was enough to buy us off. But he was wrong. You know See, now I can just claim that I am planning to play it, but I don't have time yet even though I really probably will never play it. Ooh, with this mic, I can do those announcer things, like, in a world (laughs) where stuff happens. That was really good. Yeah, that was cool. I just can't think of anything good to say. One podcast, four hosts, one hour late. It's RPG Cast.